0: Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmidty, Swanee and Clarkie visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. All right.
1: Hello. How are we? Very well, how are you guys?
0: Yeah, likewise,
2: very well, very well. It's a lovely sunny day, so uh, the world is good.
1: It does Absolutely help, doesn't it? glorious day, yes. Sure does. Oh, I didn't realise you guys had lovely weather as well, so that's nice to know. Mm. It's a rarity, isn't it? You always hear that it's, like it's nice in one place or one side of the country and soaking wet in the other. Although I think yeah. in Victoria you still have to watch mm. what's going on with your rivers, is that right? Correct. Yes, we're still is flooding whatever. and...
2: Yeah. As of
0: tomorrow, I think we start flooding again. Is the prediction? I don't know what it's called now if it's not the bomb, but I'm pretty sure the bomb would be telling bureau us. meteorology, yeah. it's The bureau.
2: <laughs> um, so oh, I yes, actually, Summer. I went to Shepparton during the week because yeah. we've we've got a branch there, and to get there I had to go fair way out of my way, and the roads are atrocious. So the the roads that are open yeah. are literally potholed. Yeah, terribly. You can't. It's quite quite unsafe, really. And then, of course, you get to Shepparton, and like half the city is crossed, uh, is cut off from the other half because there's a causeway that right? and that's flooded. Yeah. So,
1: is that the Murray?
2: Uh, no, it's the Goulburn. So, half ah. the people couldn't get to work because they can't get through it because of all the road closures. They're isolated. So, some of them just had to have food that was in their house because they couldn't get to a supermarket or anything just for a few days. Uh, at least others had to evacuate because of the threat of flood and so um, there was one bloke whose house went underwater and then
1: which waterway is Ilden on because I was watching the news last night and I thought that I I, I was watching it as I was cooking dinner so it was sort of in the distance I didn't catch all the names I thought they were talking about Echuco that's famous isn't it for being
0: yeah that's on the Murray Murray right yeah that's on the Murray so Ilden is fed into by the Hauqua and I think that the Rubicon. Yeah, There are a few. Gosh. And then yeah. it, when the spillway itself, it's also fed in by the Goulburn. Right. But the spillway itself then pours back out into the Goulburn. And downstream of the Goulburn you've got the Rubicon and the Acheron, and they were already flooding anyway. Gosh. Ilden is at 100.4% or something and was up to nearly 102%. Yeah. So they've had to let water out, which is, you know, fine. But the flooding is actually further downstream already and okay. the ground's all saturated. And so my anecdote is I went up there yesterday. Right. So I, I agree with Clarkey on the pothole situation. <laughs> I, I had to concentrate. Like I drove up to via the Black Spur and the Marinda Highway and that was all perfectly fine. But I decided to come back because it's quicker via Yay and cut down before Seymour, because Seymour flooded out as well, and I think Seymour's still cut off. And I that was all fine, but you had to really, really focus and avoid the potholes. But the reason I went is because I've got this friend of my dad's who's still alive, right? I think he's like the last second to last one still alive, yeah. and he is ninety nine and ten oh. months. Wow. Yeah. Aww last year or this year he fell over and he broke his hip and before he did that though he'd asked me to take him up to the houseboat because he and dad and the boys used to go up every cup weekend and have ridiculous you know boys whatever the hell they did they drank a lot shot some guns you know did some shit that you did in the olden days and they had these great times and after I did the houseboat up he wanted to go up so I thought look Against medical advice, because sitting in a car for a long time when you've just had your hip replaced <laughs> is not a great idea. I was but I wondering thought,
2: about that. <laughs> him for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm running out of time.
0: Well, he's he's had his longer than I, you know, like he, he's yeah. been in rehab and that for a lot longer than I have. But uh, I just thought, mm, I just feel like yeah. he could die at any minute basically. Yeah. And he yeah. just had COVID and he's he's been quite poorly. So sorry if you hear this ever, Clem. But I was concerned. So I thought, look. Now or never, I'm still not at work, so I'll do it. And it was right it's in between so sweet, the floods Schmitty. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but sorry, he's, he's a funny one. He's 52 years my senior, and I've known him since a small child. And ever since Dad died, he's a bit, and his wife died, he's a bit flirty. Oh, anyway, God. yeah, anyway, he, he was fine yesterday. It was no bother. But I'd get him up there, and, and I was a bit worried about because he had to Get him down the stairs and he's got his walker and he but he was so agile, like it was unbelievable. He gets down the stairs and he's on the marina and he trots along and I get him on the boat and he was quite overcome at how good it is. He's like, he didn't even recognise it. I'm standing out in the front of it. I'm like, Do you recognize it? And he's like, Oh my god, that's your boat. He gets on. He's telling me how wonderful it is and that. And um he mentioned that I think it was a couple of weeks ago I went and visited him and I said, um, look, because I was a bit worried about how tiring it would be for him to go up and back in a day, sitting in the car and that. So I actually had said to him, would you like to stay over, or
1: you know, oh, do to do that? Yeah. And he
0: said, he said, but oh, no, gonna, no, no. oh yeah, no 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 yeah no no he I insist like, oh, no. Insist on
1: separate rooms, Oh Schmidty. <laughs> well, it was
0: funny because then we we're on the boat, and he says, you know, it's lovely. Now I'm sitting here, and you know how beautiful it is. You know, I wish we were staying over, and I'd throw some lines in and do some fishing. But I don't want to come between you and Tony.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Love Watch
2: out, it. Tony. Yeah yeah. Oh,
0: so funny did you say
2: damn
0: i was like i'm pretty sure he'll be okay but i i actually have to get back sorry clem because i've made plans for tomorrow but maybe next time tony and i can take you up he didn't seem so keen on that i'm not quite sure why yeah (laughs) but yeah so that's what i've been up to
2: you could have had a good benny hill weekend on the houseboat
0: Oh, look, I, to be honest, I, I have the fear of waking up and finding that he's passed away on the boat. And I'm like, oh, that will be a lot of hassle. So um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's rather, point, I was thinking like. about that. It's like it's all well and good until it goes wrong. But mm-hmm. have you taken him out of aged care or is he living inside. at home?
0: No, he's fully independent and he's still at
1: home. Oh, how wow. fabulous. Good on him.
0: Yeah, so his beautiful wife Sandra passed away eight years ago and he yep. has... Uh, he was saying that he has, he had a couple of years that were really bad, but then he joined a men's shed Uh and he gets incredible value out of this men's shed. He goes two or three days a week. I don't know what he does. He makes stuff. He, he, he gets little projects and that, but it's created a, an environment of male friends for him. Yep. So he's got lots of mates from that. And They look after him. He's got beautiful neighbours who look after him. And since the fall and breaking his hip, he's actually got some help from the council as well. But no, he's still at home. He's got quality
1: of life, so he's fine.
0: Yeah, he's a bit annoyed because someone dobbed him in and said that he was... um, Med- medically unfit to drive which made me laugh and it was literally only I mean, a couple of weeks ago and he got a note from Vic Rhodes saying you know you've been we've been advised that you uh, shouldn't be driving so you'll cancel your license will be cancelled in 10 days or whatever the date was and really? he was absolutely furious yeah he was furious so he goes to the doctor and he says what's this about and the doctor says oh I don't know anything about it so then he gets a note from or he gets a letter from the doctor saying that he is actually fit to drive he rings wow. up Vic Rhodes and he has a whole conversation with Vic Rhodes proving that he is perfectly fine and he can drive and they want him to get a cardiology report. Anyway, at the end of the day, they have renewed his licence oh, but great. he's only allowed to travel 10 kilometres. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think he drives at night anyway. He just no. needs to go to the men's shed, the doctors and the yeah. supermarket. Yeah. So, is it
2: true that you can just report someone as being ah, unfit to drive, her, and they Tony's cancel response.
0: it? Absolutely. response. Tony's Tony was livid. He's like, "I'm How shocked dare they? by
2: that." Yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah. yeah, so do I.
2: Shame on you, Vic Rhodes.
0: Anyway, so that's my uh,
1: Clemmy story for you.
2: Nice. What about you, Swanee?
1: Oh, nothing particularly. It's been a bit of a quiet time. Um, I was just looking at something before I came in here. I seem to have. You know when you have watched something on Facebook and then it sort of starts to suggest other things, so all of a sudden you seem to be watching the same things, but you don't know where it came from in the first instance, right? Mm. I watched something the other day and it's called Interventions, and it starts off with a warning saying, you know, it might be really distressing, so I'm like, oh, what's this? Anyway, it's <laughs> <so> now- about.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and now every afternoon, it comes time to collect the kids from school or whatever, and so I'm like oh, God, I don't really want to get in the car because I really want to finish watching this and I don't want to, you know, I've got another three minutes to find out what happens. But I've realised it's all about people with addiction to, you know, really awful. They film them, you know, at the height of their addiction, drugs, alcohol, mm. um, and then they, they there's an intervention. They send them off to rehab usually and, and then whether it's successful or not. But I realise I have an addiction to interventions. Mm. <laughs> I was like, intervention, oh. intervention. No, and as I was coming up, I was like, oh god, I know that how I know how it feels, people.
2: I can't function anymore. But with I keep my watching things, I
1: need to show my kids, they're the people who need to watch it because it's really shocking. Oh, yeah, god, what people do and what they look like, and then how much better they look after a relatively short period. It just so basically, I'm doing nothing, Clarky. What about you, darling? What are you up to?
2: Oh, goodness, we um. Well, I've had I've my time in Shepparton, which was uh, interesting, but um, yeah. I feel for a lot of people there. But I would like to tell you about what we're drinking.
1: Oh, but having re- just
0: talked about <laughs> drug and alcohol addiction, what yeah. are Correct. we drinking? Yeah. Correct. So, so
2: the reason I'd like to tell you is that we're having a Helden uh, Rosé, which is a very delicious rosé. It's a little bit like
1: it's very dark. You know, you know those,
2: yeah. You know those strawberry and cream lollies.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
2: that are that are. Well, kind of no the, the ones that are hard more so they were they were strawberries the hard and cream <laughs> hard nipples exactly <laughs> yeah the the ones that've been in the fridge like no, so it's got this lovely kind of creaminess to it which I really enjoy in a wine and I don't think anybody else tastes creaminess when they have wines but I do with some of them and it is very very nice so Sh- Shiraz and Cabernet hmm. fruit anyway so the reason I wanted to tell you that story is because. We had to go, we went there to get some wine for Reggie because it's Reggie's birthday celebration weekend this weekend. Mm. So we're um, catching up with her and having lots of wine.
1: Are you going to the Big Smoke or is she coming to see you?
2: We're going to Dalesford.
1: Oh, you did mention this?
2: Yeah, yeah, which is exciting. Um, and
1: what's in Dalesford?
2: Uh, what's stuff, it known
1: for?
2: <laughs> uh Gay people.
1: Yeah. Oh really? Well,
2: I'm oh, not probably not so much anyway. It did have a it was a very big gay day. people thing back Oh, in the I had a
1: reference <laughs> to this.
2: Yeah. Just did this, you?
1: that's going to bother me now. Yeah, where I heard it.
2: Well, was it Galesford or something that but Yeah. I have
1: to work out where I heard it.
2: It's just a beautiful little town. Um nice food and wine and stuff. Good to walk around. Not so not food, sorry, not wine in the context of wineries but no oh yeah and of course silly me Hepburn Springs so there's a whole lot of massages Springs, you can get yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah didn't um, they
1: to, isn't that was it mineral water brand no yeah it is yeah, in yeah, the, in the, the, yeah, oh, it still is it certainly reminds of the 80s or something Hepburn yeah, Springs
2: that's where it comes from like Tarina right Spa
1: do you remember that one no no <laughs> Tarina Spa I think they're making that right. up Hepburn right.
2: Springs <laughs> Tarina Spa there you go what about everyone else what are you drinking enough about me what about you
1: I've forgotten to even bring a drink, but it, given it's, <laughs> I'm three hours behind and it's the afternoon. You are
2: brilliant.
1: I'm just really. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Shmiri, what about you, Dali? I'm sure you've got something interesting.
0: Uh, well, I'm about to open a bottle oh, of Valley de Secrets, the Valley of the Secrets, of course, uh, which is a <laughs> Cuvée Brut Exceptionnel, uh, which I believe comes from, well, it comes from France, but I believe it comes from Aldi. Um, Aldi in
2: France.
0: Aldi in France, yes. All right.
2: Aldi in Essendon.
0: Many ponds, yes. Uh, Tony and I actually quite enjoy some of the sparklings at Aldi. I can tell you that probably not the cheapest ones, the middle of the range and upper range sparklings are quite decent.
1: It's, but if that's, it's not from Champagne though, it's just somewhere from uh, it France. It says Product of fr-
0: France, Produit de France. Well, if it had
1: come from Champagne, they could call it Champagne, so I just wondered where mm. it was from.
0: It could. It says Grand Reserve, so it's yeah, a sparkling not... wine. Uh, Vin yeah. Mousseau, so not from Champagne. But drinkable nonetheless. All right, who are we? All right. I'm Schmitty.
1: I'm Swanee.
2: And I'm Clarky. And together we are... Try Trial
1: by wine.
2: wine.
0: and uh, Clarky, I believe you're telling us a story today.
2: Well, my dear, you are correct. Really? I have a story for us Um
1: For my asshole, so sound like
2: your, your, for your prolapse. <laughs>
1: pro-lapse. We've already started.
2: Oh already no! Start that again. Goodness. Uh, yes, for us. All. Oh, thank
0: you. Right. Yes.
2: <laughs> so uh, do you recall our story from a few weeks back of Elisa Lamb and yes. her disappearance at the Cecil Hotel? So this is the story of Johann Jack Unterveger, who was Austrian and he stayed at the uh, Cecil Hotel mm. at one point and actually managed to squeeze in a little bit of crime time during his stay.
1: That's good. He's always on the job even when he's abroad.
2: Oh, know, oh. right. Quality. So um, before I get too far into it, I'll tell you about my sources.
0: Mm.
2: So I had uh, allthatsinteresting.com. Love it. Wikipedia and Mm. grunge.com. I've seen that once or
0: twice. No
1: lad Bible? Yeah,
2: no lad Bible. (sighs) (sighs) Disappointing.
1: Have I used allthatsinteresting.com or have you used it before? I've definitely Oh, it. comes
2: up regularly, I think.
1: Ah.
2: Yeah, it's a good one. Mm. So we'll call him Jack. Not Johann, because he went by Jack. Okay. So he was uh, an Austrian. I think I might just cut to the chase because the real, <laughs> um, the real the real, shock in this story isn't so much, well, I mean, there's obviously the crimes that he committed, but there's just a weird whole thing that goes on in the middle that uh, I was fascinated by and I still can't really get my head around it. He was uh, an Austrian serial killer who committed murder in several countries. Austria, West Germany, Czechoslovakia and the United States. He was born on the 16th of August 1950 and passed away on the 29th of June 1994. So that's kind of the time frame we're working to.
1: We could have had a guess there because the name of the countries don't exist anymore, right? So there well, had to be a window opportunity isn't there when he was is that prevalent. true?
2: Yes, well well spotted and well played. Yes. He was born in Judenburg, Styria in Austria. I'm sure I pronounced at least two of those words incorrectly. To Theresia Untervega, a Vietnamese barmaid and waitress. I wouldn't have picked that from the name, but there you go. And Jack Becker, an American soldier whom she had met in Trieste in Italy.
1: Yeah, goodness. Trieste. 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 Trieste.
2: Trieste. Trieste. Yeah, that'll do. That sounds much better. Some sources described his mother as a sex worker. Uh, and his Rude. and Some. <clears throat> yeah, well, <laughs> and what were the sources? Mm. She was jailed for fraud while pregnant but was released and travelled to Graz where he was born. And after his mother was arrested again in 1953, he was sent to Corinthia to live with his grandfather who was known as an alcoholic and rough fellow who regularly used his grandson to help him steal farm animals. Oh.
1: <laughs> Didn't so see like- that coming.
2: Yeah, <laughs> no, so no, like... Because they cars, yeah. no. Yeah, cars. yeah. <laughs> it was in the 50s though, so, right. you know.
1: Is Corinthia still in Austria?
2: Slovenia.
1: Okay, so nearby.
2: Oh, the article is about a present... Hang on, no, let me go into a little bit more is the southernmost Austrian state in the Eastern
1: Alps. So it might so- border mm-hmm. Slovenia or something. We I'm know you're gonna... all about the geography, Carla. <clears throat> I'm always. not. I know
2: you are always are, and I never am, and so you always catch me out with those ones. So well done. No, no, no I
1: was, No, I find it <clears throat> interesting. That's
2: all. Like so many of our criminals that we've spoken about, Jack grew up in a deeply dysfunctional, unhappy home, and by his early teens, he'd turned to crime as an outlet for his anger. He was in and out of prison for much of his youth. He worked as a waiter, but between 1966 and 1974. He was convicted 16 times, hmm. most mostly for theft-related offences, but also for pimping and oh. sexual assault on a sex worker. Yeah. He spent most of those eight years in jail. So eight years, he was convicted 16 times, and he spent most of those years in jail. Yeah, he's one busy fellow. So uh, in 1974, Jack murdered an 18-year-old West German national, Margaret Schaefer by strangling her with her own bra for which she was convicted. He claimed that he had seen his mother's face in Schaefer's eyes as he killed her. Mm. If Jack mm. thought this would elicit sympathy because he had a- been abandoned by he his mother in wrong. youth, he was mistaken <laughs> and, and, and quickly sentenced to life in yeah, prison.
0: because everyone's like, we all see our mothers. Oh, Get so that's the end her. of the story, is it? Oh. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Look, <laughs> like, thanks oh, for so there you go. Where do you
1: go? Know?
2: And once again, great story,
1: Clarky. That was (laughs) good. Yeah, yeah.
2: Who do you want to sentence?
0: (laughs) Burley Uh, for making the bras. Once
2: again, life in prison proves not to be life Life in in prison.
0: Ah, that old chestnut.
2: And I'll tell you why. So once behind bars, Jack seemed to be. Did he find
0: God? And was he a model prisoner? uh, That's part of the junior league.
2: I was all (laughs) over that. I totally went looking for that because I thought that must have been it. But no, something that we haven't heard happen. Uh, He seemed to be dedicated to turning his life around. Something profound seemed to shift inside Jack as he began to write. Previously illiterate, Jack learned to read and write and seemingly couldn't stop. He was a model prisoner devoting his attention to furthering his education by devouring books. He began writing his own short stories, poems, and plays. Plays. Oh, yeah, I know, right? So his book, Endstation, Zuchtas, Terminal Prison, won a literary prize in 1984. So in 10 years, he's gone from being illiterate to winning a literary prize. His autobiography, I'm going to try to say it in Austrian just for shits and giggles, but um, apologies to anyone who actually knows how to say Killed this someone. word.
1: Yeah.
2: Figure um, which which means purgatory
0: <laughs>
2: close so did, you, did
0: you actually try to listen to a pronunciation of it and that was your
1: attempt at it or you didn't no no, know? I no i just, I just totally know. made it up right. yeah yeah just it
2: was just spontaneous i actually wasn't going to do it and i thought oh let's just okay, do it i
1: liked it Thanks. australians <laughs> yeah. killing it with their language skills i know yeah.
2: oh, right yeah the world's mm. so
1: jealous of us yeah
2: you you, you might be shocked to know that I was actually lived in Austria for ten years of my life.
0: <laughs> I would be. I,
2: I didn't. Yeah, and you oh. should be. Yeah. <clears throat> so was that uh,
0: figure further? Was it?
2: Figure further. <laughs> <Beautiful>. <laughs> Spell it.
0: You're a natural.
2: Yeah. I know, right? So it it really means purgatory, yeah. and it zoomed to the top of the bestseller list. And was adapted into a movie.
1: So, had he been released from jail at this point, or was that all from no, prison?
2: Still in jail.
1: Thus, the success, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's right. got a he's won a yeah. literary prize in 1984. Oh, yes. And then his uh, new book has zoomed to the top of the bestseller list. Ugh. So, intellectuals in Austria, well,
0: here we go, rallied oh,
2: yeah. behind Jack. Believing him to be proof couldn't that people can change. Killed,
0: oh, no, they knew he'd killed someone. But yeah, yeah, yeah. totally really killed people, but he's a literary genius. Yeah, he's yeah. reformed. Mm-hmm.
2: Many saw him as an essential reminder that a person could rise above their circumstances. Jack represented the great...
0: He murdered a sex worker because he couldn't read and write? No, no, because, because he saw his mum in her monster. eyes. He's
2: no, because a he's a monster.
0: It doesn't matter whether he can
1: read or write. Anyway, well, no, I think, I think we can now.
2: I think the argument we're having, though, is that if yeah, you learn to is- <laughs> read and write and write good books, then it doesn't matter what you've done in your past. You're now worthy of um, time on this earth.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. Right. Mm. You're adding value to humanity. Okay.
2: Well, only to the people who want to read it. Mm. He represented the great hope of intellectuals that through the verbalization of problems, you can somehow get to grips with them. We wanted to believe him very badly said humour and I'm not sure why I have <laughs> his name in here nor am I sure who he is. So excellent research in Clarkie, you've nailed it. <clears throat> there were, however, some disconcerting signs within Jack's growing body of work that he hadn't completely shaken his obsession with murder and violence. Oh. Such as, no theme is more poetic than the death of a beautiful woman, he wrote at one point. Another of his odes went, you still seem strange and, and distant.
0: No, no, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Happy so far? Yeah. yeah. Yep, yeah.
2: L- let him out. You still seem Invite strange and distant and, point of fact. A- and lively death, but one day you will be close and full of flames. Come, lover, I am there. Take me, I am yours. I find the other one worse than that. That's just confusing to me. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, the campaign to get him released worked.
0: Sounded so fifteen
2: like years into his life sentence, the minimum required by Austrian law, he was released from prison in May nineteen ninety. So to be fair, he um, there was an appeal and it went to a judge and the judge said no, fifteen years is his minimum. So come back he's and see when fifteen it. years is up, which is good. But yeah, he's still got his fifteen years.
1: But he leaves as a published author with a degree of notoriety, notoriety, and the backing of. Academics,
2: correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, interesting. Which is which is important?
1: Yeah, I'm sure it will be. Uh,
2: The prison governor declared, "We will never find a prisoner so well prepared for freedom." Oh, doesn't this sound nice so far? Feeling warm and fuzzy. Yep. Um,
0: what were the statistics at the time for recidivism?
2: Yeah, who? Nah, who is it?
0: <laughs> it means people who reoffend who've been criminally convicted recidivist. Why would I know that? Well, I'm just thinking. You know, okay, great. <laughs> you can come out now. He's killed someone. <laughs> you know, the odds and the uh, statistics are that if you've committed a crime like that, the, the odds are a lot higher that you will do it again. I don't care how many books and plays and
1: poems you've written. I love yeah. these written plays. That's what gets me the most. It's like, oh, oh I, didn't, no. I didn't just write a novel or George you know, or some. It's like, oh no, I think I, I think I think play. they wanted that they, think they want like a play.
2: So s- stats aside, Schmitty. H-
0: Hook comes on stage and wanks her off. Sorry, that was a footnote he put in it. What? In it meant to be yanks her off. Anyway, moving on. What? <laughs> what happened there? Oh, oh, oh no. Oh. <laughs> <I don't>. What? A <laughs> <laughs> hundred years ago, my sister was directing. um Right. Josephine is amazing technicolour yeah. drinker. And yeah. she wrote, a, she wrote a, a stage direction into the, it saying Hook comes up. <laughs> Hook enters from stage left and she meant to write Yanks her off and wrote, Wanks her off. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> to which we found very amusing. We I had, up.
2: because there was no context, I thought we were talking about <laughs> Captain Hook. <laughs> and so oh, then I'm just going, God, how does that work? Oh, sorry, I is I that some... Hold-
0: Oh, I'm is that I think a serial killer it's reference? So dis- I know that's so oh, disturbing. God. That's not what I meant at all. I was really talking about miswritten uh, play. We were right. talking about plays. That's what I was thinking. Yes, about. got Sorry. it,
1: got it, got it. Whoopsies. Whoops.
2: Right, good chat. Okay, well, okay. So too dark. I have to
0: liven myself up. Go
2: on. I understand that um, I don't have the stats, and so yet yeah, my bad. But
0: no, not but you. You're, the, but you're the absolutely
2: legal correct. System of right? the
0: time. Yep, yep.
2: Once again, you just yep. know how stuff works. <laughs> <laughs> how many? How many? How How long do you reckon it would take for another victim? For
1: him to, re, for him to reoffend? offend Same yeah. week he got out?
2: Well, no, not that quick. Oh, all
1: right. What Do we know in sort of what circumstances he was released? Like did he have to have a parole officer to look after him or anything or was he just a free man?
2: No, no, he's a free man because they'll never find a prison so well prepared for Correct. freedom. So he's, so he's cut free, like- go and live your life.
1: Is this when we know he's off on holidays in the U.S. or is he still, like, a year. going to up no. well, He's only that killed one later. woman at this point in time. So no, that, and yeah, that's... he said he'd killed in
0: Germany, uh, uh, like, lots of places. A year?
2: So just four months later. I
1: was going to say six months, but, you know. Right. There you go. It was, just a, it was only a guess. Yeah, yeah it was good Not good even guessing. trying to be a good boy, right. Oh,
2: look, I know, right? Like, seriously, four months later, after being a model prisoner ready for release, Mm-hmm. A prostitute was found dead, strangled with her underwear, just like Margaret Schaefer.
0: But no, not change was his MO. MO. Couldn't have been. No, maybe.
2: exactly the same MO, so oh. you'd, you'd never connect those two together. The body count rapidly increased. Seven more women were murdered in the subsequent Jeez. months, each following a chillingly similar pattern. The victims were prostitutes who had been strangled with their bras, then dumped in the woods.
1: No one in was other- watching him?
2: Like what? I don't. I mean, I know uh, it's not computer times. Or just maybe times, checking on
1: him. Yeah. No, it so was. Was it nineteen ninety?
2: Well, yeah, but the first one wasn't. So the first one may have been hard to. Oh, okay. Um, but if you just, I would have connect. thought, if
1: you, mm, yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. But
2: you'd think if there's an appeal to get him out, there would be enough. People aware that maybe he's not the model prisoner and we should yeah. understand what he did.
1: It's, that's a good point, actually, because I would just assume that everybody knows, but perhaps it has sort of slipped by if he's been in jail and come out. But I just thought because he had such notoriety, you're like, oh, this is you ringing would have some seen bells. Anybody? Anybody? That he was a recidivist. Anybody? That's right. Ring, ring, yeah, yeah. ring any bells? No, no, I can't see anything that rhymes Yeah,
2: before. no, no. So, seven women in subsequent months, and they were all like an echo of Jack's first kill. So, just out of respect, the victims were um, Brunhild Massa. I'm going to murder names, but, you know, I'll do no it anyway. No
1: intended. No
2: pun yeah. oh, oh,
1: God.
2: Kill <laughs> <laughs> me now. Um, oh!
1: Oh! oh. oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe stunning. Edit again. button, edit
2: but, <laughs> button. <laughs> but not with my
1: underwear. Oh! Ching! <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: goodness. Okay, um... Apologies for the pronunciation, but I am going to tell you the victims' names out of respect. So Brunhild Masser, Heidi Hammerer, Elfried Schrempf, Sylvia Zagler, Sabine Moitzel, Karen Eröglu sladke and Regina Prem. Um, and they were all aged between kind of early 20s to late 40s.
1: And all of them were strangled with their underwear.
2: Yes, and all murdered in the first year after his release
1: jeepers that's so f- busy
2: so four months to, to, to for them to find the first body and then
1: oh right and then a reveal didn't so like, okay, it's five. like one
2: a month almost that he's he's killed after that first one jeepers shocking
1: busy boy
2: Hmm. um and this source says that they were all garroted with their bras now that that came up in one source, not the others. So yeah, they strangled. talked about strangled. I don't yeah. know whether that's an attempt to um, the garage... hide the horror or if it's actually um, no, the I mean, garrote d- was.
1: It What's the definition of garrote, I'll help you out here. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Glad you asked. I've heard the term, but I don't know the definition. I believe that
0: where, with a garrot, you will put something like a, a stick or something in it and oh, turn it. So that's that you get right. Yes. A, yes, a, a yes. Incredible Titans. amount of tension yes, that's on it, right. and that's yep. rather than you know just yep. manual strangulation, yep. Yep. which is just yep. pulling it tight yourself. Okay. Garrot's
2: not beheading or anything, but you know where you get that wire no. and you go. Yes. Shoop.
1: Yeah. That's oh all, no no no! But you
0: can. In certain circumstances, you can behead someone with a garrote. Should you be using something like piano wire, etc., simply because of the force and the wire it cutting through, through, right? Yeah. Whereas in the case, so so it's to do with using good something know. else to spin it to tighten right. it up, right? That's that's the, the garrotting bit.
2: <laughs> so garroted can mean strangulation. Then.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right, you can, okay, yeah. You don't o- have to be beheaded. <clears throat> I was thinking, my
2: God, type. that's yeah. Okay. Still good disgusting
0: o- and terrible. Mm, mm. Yes. <laughs> I was just waiting for the recrimination that I normally get when I know stuff.
2: We're used to it.
0: I know. Desensitised finally. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there was also another killing in similar circumstances of Blenka Botchkova. I think it is, in Czechoslovakia. And, of course, they didn't know it at the time, but this is something that they've um, tied back to him right. later. He seemed to have grown far beyond the violence that defined his early years. He'd become something of an Austrian literary sensation. He gave readings, staged his plays and worked as a reporter. In fact, Jack established himself as a key journalist investigating the recent string of prostitute murders. (laughs) That's not
0: unusual. Well... not in terms of that is,
2: a, but not unusual for them to follow.
0: Yeah, to to get involved. Sometimes they help the police. Sometimes they go back to the scene
1: of the crime a lot. Um, they're often they inject
2: themselves they into the investigation, killers,
1: Carla. But normally after they've um, yes, not normally after they've been caught and had and served time, because no one would normally trust them, right? Normally Correct. that happens well, with, with while they're still some innocent, well considered innocent person within the community. It's like a double
0: community. bluff, though. It's like a double bluff. It's like, um. You know, if I'm helping out because I'm a literary genius, yeah. no one would actually believe that I would have the front to do that. So, in some ways, him going, "Oh, look, I know I killed someone exactly the same way 15 years oh, ago. Yes. I know how it's yeah. You know that will help me to report on it because I know how this works.
1: But I think the the
2: to me the thing about and and I acknowledge that it's hindsight, but the thing about it is he's killed someone he's done 15 years there's been a push to get him out earlier than his life and then he's killed seven people so the you know more or less the minute he gets out of jail he killed seven people in 12 months and then he's being involved in the investigating of the murders Mm. surely someone connects those dots
1: I know. It's like a bad movie. Like,
2: it's awful. And, and, like, going through the whole thing, I was like, God, are you serious? Like, And he's still seven more murders since he's been out and he's still revered by the literary community. Like, and you're not what? mentioning
1: any names, but, I mean, at this point, there'd be have to be somebody within the investigative team, bureau, whatever else, who I'm quite annoyed with in the mm. sense that they're not doing any real due diligence on him and where he's at at any point during the investigation, just as a precaution. True, yes. but also you've got the issue that we're talking about.
0: What year is this? Nineteen between nineteen seventy four and nineteen eighty four. Yeah, 90, 90, no, 1990. 1990, 1991. and you. He, these are crimes that are committed in Czechoslovakia.
1: Oh, well, no, no. So seven of them in Austria.
2: Austria the seven. Oh.
1: Yeah. See.
2: So I think well, the bit of, like I acknowledge that the seventy four one would have been hard to know about, but I think if there's a push yeah. to get someone out of jail.
0: Yes. You had a bit, well, you should have been well, You'd have to be talking yeah. about
2: at that time what happened. So there must have been some people in the legal fraternity who knew what he'd done as he was getting let out. <clears throat> so, yeah, he was a key journalist investigating the recent string of prostitute murders. Uh, shamelessly, Jack's, Jack interviewed Vienna's chief of police and penned newspaper essays about the deaths. Soon, his reporting work also brought him to the United States. In 1991, he was hired by an Austrian magazine to write about crime in Los Angeles, where he checked into, you guessed it, Mm -hmm. the infamous Cecil Hotel. Mm. He sought to investigate the differences between US and European attitudes to prostitution, including the terrible conditions suffered by American prostitutes. I mean...
1: He Tough, should really mate. be working in that area, shouldn't he?
2: Oh, God.
1: It's revolting. really quite there. almost a community service job he's doing there. Yeah. yeah isn't it, though? What so a good he, guy. I'll let you know because <coughs> I used to kill them. I killed one once.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah I know exactly yeah, how do it.
1: Yeah, but she had oh, much okay, better did good digs. Job. Yeah. She had nice underwear too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Goodness. Not like those um,
0: American ones. They, they can't afford anything. It's terrible for the poor things.
2: So he met local police even going as far as to participate in a ride-along of the city's red-light districts. Oh, my Lord. During his five weeks in Los Angeles, three prostitutes were murdered, beaten, sexually assaulted with tree branches, and, you guessed it, strangled with their own bras. So these victims were Shannon Exley, Irene Rodriguez and Peggy Booth. Authorities finally caught up with jack after he'd killed 12 women in four countries
1: far out and how did that finally come about because <laughs> you know
2: i'm glad you. i asked. can't
1: imagine how it would have been pointing in his direction what a surprise it must have been for someone to come across that
2: correct so so by this point enough bodies had piled up that jack was beginning to attract the attention of local authorities on both sides of the atlantic ocean
1: was it body 12 and everyone went, oh maybe
2: yeah.
1: Well, let's it's, have a second look at if we if we get to a, a baker's here? dozen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a baker's <bacon laughs> dozen, and then we're definitely having a look.
2: That's unlucky. Enough. We can't have yeah. that. Police in Los Angeles matched the timeline of the prostitute murders with Jack's stay in the city. Then he fled from the U.S. to Switzerland, then Paris, then back to Miami, where his story would finally begin its bloody conclusion. Oh. It was in Miami where authorities finally caught up with Jack and arrested him in February of 1992. So I must say that's fairly quick. In the end. I'm happy with that. Uh, The way they did it uh, (laughs) was the FBI caught him by convincing him that they were reporters from Success Magazine ready to pay him $10,000 for the chance to hear his story. Oh,
0: such a narcissist,
2: Yeah. Yeah, he took the bait, and instead yes. of sitting down with a doting reporter, he walked into a room filled with US marshals. Good. He'd relished the attention of the press ever since his writing career took off while in prison.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Once released, he posed for high fashion photo shoots and went on TV to discuss his beloved works, all while continuing to court his fawning press. Ultimately, his love for attention was his undoing. After his capture, he was soon extradited back to Austria. Still, many of his former defenders stood by their man.
1: I was, I was, at, I was going to say that. then. I was like, we'll send him back to Austria." It's like where we'll like, he's, you know, well, revered it, um, with the <laughs> uh, right. academic elites. Oh, we don't yeah. hear a word of it. Come back, because we've put our names on the line here and said it felt so, so. This can't be true.
2: And and I must say it's funny, right? Because sometimes we talk about gullibility, and and sometimes you know people who aren't educated do things that are yep. difficult to understand. But I think this is a really good example of the fact that people who are educated um, also have the They're same just challenges, just as
0: bloody stupid. <laughs> yes, correct.
2: Yes. So. Um, Old mate, humour, who I spoke about earlier, <laughs> who I have no idea who he is. I'm using um, humour. funny,
1: I'll tell it's, you. Huma. Huma?
2: said, said humour. <laughs> yeah, using humour. So he said if he was the killer, he would be one of the cases of the century. I'm not sure that's a good evidence to state that he's not the killer. No, but, no. Schmidty, to you, statistically the chance that I would know one of these cases of the century is so unlikely that therefore I think he is not guilty. <laughs> It's an educated person saying that. What? The, the, the chance that I would know one of these cases of the century is so unlikely that he can't be guilty. Would that stand up in court?
0: Charles Manson, you know, <laughs> had happened prior to this. Like, that's a case of the century.
2: Says what the hell? Mo- mo- no, but it's just a mo- humour. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's just somebody else with a massive ego saying that, right? Oh, well, it wouldn't have to do it with me.
2: Says it's most unlikely. victims before they're murdered. Like, I don't think many people would go, I know that I'm hanging out with one of the cases of the century, therefore Mm. I'll get murdered. Like, that's the whole point of it. Uh, Anyway, Jack had lived a double life in more more ways than one. During his trial, some women wept during the proceedings, believing him to be an innocent victim. (sighs) Other women testified to his unsettling behaviour. Eventually, several factors, including his lack of an alibi, led to his conviction on the 29th of June, 1994 that night he hanged himself in prison one austrian politician dryly equipped that it was his best murder i like that one (laughs) i'm happy with that i cannot bear going back into a cell he had said after his capture he stayed true to his word and chose death over incarceration following his death even his former defenders acknowledged that they had fallen for a myth old mate Peter Humor, who is also known as Using humour, <laughs> at the time I genuinely believed that Jack was a reformed man, but now I feel I was deceived. And really? That I am par- <laughs> and that I am partly to blame. I think
0: you were deceived <laughs> yourself, yes. mate. Yep.
2: <laughs> yes. And that, my friends, is the story of Jack Vega
1: Oh, my God. That's so infuriating, isn't it? <laughs> It's just shocking. It is. It's like how did everybody just go, turn such a blind eye to it? Did that, can you find, were there any, I suppose you would have mentioned it if you found them, but I'd love to know. I could imagine everybody trying to cover their ass after that, right? Everybody who'd involved in.
0: Yeah, maybe that's why in Austria there were so many women were murdered and yeah. only three were murdered in the US in five weeks and they were straight on it. So I, I think
2: there's something yeah. to be said for that.
0: Yeah, so the people in Austria are like, mm-hmm. No, nothing to see yeah. here. This no, 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 no. We don't want to support that
1: hypothesis yeah, because that would go against is that got him out. Can't be anything
0: yeah. to do with us. Yep. Yeah.
2: We totally else. didn't let an unreformed serial killer out so that he could kill seven people in 12 months, then allow him to get a job in America reporting on prostitutes on so his, he could kill more people. On his
0: own cases. Um, the, word, the, the dumbest thing is, that, like, why let him out? He was writing good shit in prison. Like, if you love the work that he was doing, why let him Correct. out?
2: Correct. Keep him there.
0: Yep. Yeah, plenty Under
2: of time. Yep. <laughs> Isn't it funny, though, that because someone starts writing good books, they then all of a sudden are a reformed person? And and I did actually read somewhere that um, Purgatory, which was his bestseller, there was actually some doubt later on as to whether or not he actually wrote it.
0: Oh, interesting. Mm. So
2: yeah. I don't know who would have written it, but... It's, it's fascinating that someone can go from being illiterate to writing best-selling novels and winning literary prizes. Well,
0: there's a lot you know. of time in, like, he may have had a great imagination, he may have had a good spoken uh, vocabulary, and then when he gets into prison, he gets the time to get the education that he hadn't had prior. So I don't know that I find it that odd. And he, he it- obviously just then dedicated himself to that craft. Yeah,
2: I think it's fair to say that it's odd because it doesn't happen that often.
0: True, true. But, but then, you know. It,
2: it, yeah, it, I think possibly the other thing is that if if he hasn't gone down the path of the standard education, maybe his view on the way you write things is very different to the way that you get taught to write things. And so that might have made it a bit more um, impressive if it was well written but in a different style, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Could be. Don't know. Don't um, speak Austrian. Can't read it. And I don't yeah. think it'll translate that well. You know, can't pronounce don't. it very well either. <laughs> can I it have a look
2: at a out. photo of him? Yeah. Yeah,
1: So what can.
2: was his name?
1: Johan. I can, um, I can get Vega. one up on.
2: The, yeah, I can put one up on the oh, screen Vega. if you like.
0: Unterweger. Unter yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh, he's oh. moderately ordinary looking. Not bad. I think he,
2: he, yeah, he's not, he doesn't look like a serial killer.
0: <laughs> Famous, but they, words, ne- but they never serious, do right exactly yeah what what happened to clarky he thought he didn't look like a serial killer
2: but he said the chances of him knowing somebody who is a serial killer is so slim therefore he's innocent that's what using humor said yeah. like, <laughs> come on mate that's not how you determine guilt or innocence
0: i think the chances of knowing a serial killer are probably higher than you realize but you would, might never know that they are one
2: also when the person that you're talking about has been convicted of murdering yeah. somebody in the same cir- circumstances as so many other people True What do I know mate True hmm.
1: mm. Oh sweet I've just found this thing on ranker.com and On what Ranker I've used it once before and it works That's what I on. thought you said yeah, Rankin to him. He says he produced Cook a of literary words, left and comes from the left, including children's stories. Yeah. Oh, excellent. About he got his nickname, the Poet of Death, because he was, by all accounts, a gifted writer. People rallied around him as an example of prisoner reform. He wrote about his struggles as a son of a sex worker and about the hardships suffered in prison. He painted himself as the victim instead of a killer. Yeah.
2: It's just fascinating, though, that he can kill so many people so quickly while still having people think that it's not him.
1: Yes.
0: Someone wrote I, a song about him, didn't they? The only boy who could ever reach me was the son of a <laughs> sex worker. i a <laughs> <over>. um, prostitute. <laughs> oh, Yes, great. he was. Life. Mm. Yeah, right? So I'm happy to go to sentencing. Yeah. Go on, then. Look, he doesn't get off by killing himself. I mean, I'm happy for him to go to the purgatory that he, you know, created and he can be perpetually being, uh, you know, purgatory in some place where his victims get to give him a bit of their come Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I also think all of those academic slash highbrow idiots who just chose to not see a danger because it didn't matter to them or what mattered more was this literary genius and this brilliance for whatever whatever reason that they did it I want to put them all in I think I'll create in trial by one some kind of really uncomfortable rodeo and all of the animals that Unterverger stole with his father can be in there I'm assuming you know like bulls and horses and stuff, but they're really angry because they got stolen. Dragons
2: and crocodiles. Of- <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And all of those academics can just have to ride those wild animals from morning till night and if they get gored, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to pop them in there. I don't know why I came up with a rodeo, but can, I quite like the idea can, of it. Can, it.
2: can it be like the Colosseum and they get locked in the, <laughs> these animals in sure. red?
0: yeah. And, and all the and all the illiterate people in the world can decide whether they're thumbs up or thumbs yes, down. Yes, <laughs> exactly.
2: Yes. I like it.
1: Mm. Any thoughts from either of you? I've just found this little bit of information, which I like how they it's just sort of how it describes the people who were sort of heralding him as this, you know, reformed man, to the Viennese cafe intellectual. So you can really get a picture of the type of person we're talking about, right? Who pulled him from prison and embraced him as one of their own. One commentator explains: Jack Unterveger was proof positive that bad boys can become good men. He was their reclamation project, their social experiment, their civilized barbarian. So you could so oh. imagine these oh, absolute baby. wankers, wankers, mm-hmm. just you know, look, look, you know, he is the experiment, which of course worked for him, right? So he might have been the cleverest of all by going, "Oh, yeah. oh my goodness, this is just working so." Beautifully for me. These people think they're so smart and they're playing right into this for me.
2: Yeah, what's that religious thing, the cleverest thing that Satan did was convince people that he doesn't exist or whatever? Like it's a little bit of that, I think. But I think to all the people who aren't part of the Viennese cafe society and who don't see him as their own social project, they be making the connections.
1: Yeah, the police. I've got a name like, here and it says Shenna, who was a Salzburg investigator he says after Vega's release, Sch- Schenner, Schen- Schenner, I think, heard reports of murders in Vienna in 1990 and recognised several parallels to the 74 murder. Schenner, I can't even say his name. Schenner recalled telling police that Unterweger was one of the cleverest criminals in Austria. Early surveillance of him, however, proved fruitless. So they must have someone must have been looking into suggest well, based okay. on that, right? Yeah. So but just you're just like the Schmitty. The slip. Yeah. You're like this. And then they sort of jump ahead and they're talking about when he went to um, California. In California, Aunt Vega tried to meet with Hungarian American actress and socialite Zaza Gabor, Zsa-Za. who began, her, who began mm. her acting career in Vienna and immigrated mm-hmm. from Hungary to the United States during the World War II.
2: Peasant girl oh Zaza, we call her. Yeah. And what did
1: Zaza say? I never hated a man enough
0: to give him I don't back know his if he diamonds. He
1: successful. he just says tried to meet her so i don't know that he did Mm. she probably said go away you stupid peasant (laughs) robert Dornhelm trying unsuccessfully to convince him to produce a new film based on his autobiography in both cases he had apparently just sauntered up to their doors so this guy's got big balls right this comes back to him being an absolute narcissist who you know he's just because he's getting away with it like in broad daylight really i mean i don't mean that metaphor I do mean a metaphor yeah, yeah oh my gosh
0: mm. it's gross oh my
1: gosh oh my god it's so funny who has ever written this article I must go and have a look at it they've called it from murdering from the um, Vienna woods to the Hollywood hills I'm not I sure think, what I think I think you should state.
2: I think <laughs> I think you should state your source just out let's of, go um, back
1: it's called. Cool. it's weird it's called Botstiber Institute for Austrian American Studies and that word is spelt b-o-t-s-t-i-b-e-r you couldn't have looked for that and found it could you that's no. just happened to pop up. Isn't that well, crazy? there
2: you go. Well done.
1: From the Vienna woods to the Hollywood Hills. It's such a movie, right? Mm. No wonder he's turned it, up to you know, Hollywood going, okay, here I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm the yeah. guy who, was, you've sent me here to um, do a study on prostitution, but while I'm here, why don't we talk um, about a movie deal? I've been writing I'm- all this stuff.
2: Yeah, and I'm creating some some work for me to study whilst I'm here. So, like, oh. far out. Yeah, and I want Leo to play me.
1: As the Washington Post reported, the jailhouse bard was so good with knots, <laughs> braided his shoelaces into a noose and hanged himself.
0: The jailhouse bard. The jailhouse mm. bard. See, I find mm. that offensive. Again, well, yeah. Bards I would why.
2: find that offensive.
0: The Bard being
2: Shakespeare would find that highly offensive, yes. So I think that I I want to title it Prostitutes Revenge because I think that they all need to have a way of getting back at him because I I think he's clearly a a horrible person. But, you know, I'm not sure that the prostitutes are necessarily the ones who are going to have the violence in them. and, And if they want to... They're more than welcome to, but I don't want to force them to. So, so we I think don't want to tar might,
1: them with that brush. I see what you're saying. So your your sentencing is
2: is is about a a dark angel representing the prostitutes. Got it. Yeah. H- who so we, should they who should they choose could also be supported by the prostitutes. You know they they can more than happily join in if they want to, but I don't want to pressure them. But
1: yes, let's not let's not paint them with that brush.
2: Correct. And what they're going to do is get the underwear of their clients. Because I'm sure that you know, there's probably a little bit of unsavoury action going on there, and they're going to um, strangle Jack almost to the point of death over and over and over with the underwear of their client. So it's not Jack's underwear. Isn't so he doesn't. That even...
1: What some people do to get off though, isn't that auto? What's it called? Oh. Yeah, but I don't think he was isn't... in. He was into I, uh,
0: the yeah. killing, not the receiving. But are we talking about like Pooey Grundy's?
1: Down your throat, oh, yeah, yeah, or or yeah. Soil soil, stained, sure. or soil, you know, I like that word. just soil. <laughs> I like. Thank you very much. Stuart.
2: Yeah, I'm glad yeah, someone yeah.
1: could keep the high ground there. Soil and
2: other people's. <laughs> so um, you know, like oh, that's your not own, be own I don't think anything.
0: <laughs> I don't think ugh, it's all revolting. Okay.
2: I mean, it's bad enough with your well own, but <laughs> someone else's, <laughs> and I, and I th- and, and possibly you could stuff one pair in his mouth whilst you are doing with another pair, just to make it even grosser for him.
1: At this point, I do need to just interject and check that my dog, who's sitting behind me, isn't listening because he does have a little bit of fixation with people's Under-ish? underwear in our mm. house. It's revolting,
0: oh. and it's like, oh,
1: put it down! And it doesn't matter whose it is if you, <laughs> you're putting the washing in the washing machine. He'll be jumping up trying to get it. I was like, oh, oh
0: let <laughs> <God>. go! <laughs> is, is
2: his Enough. name Jack? Is his name oh, Jack?
1: <laughs> I'm looking at him, making sure he's not listening. He's asleep on the bed behind me. We're, yeah, yeah, we're good. Could. We're good. Yeah. Everyone, it is, he doesn't need ideas. It's one of those things. I look at it sometimes and I feel so uncomfortable. I think, oh, God. It's not that unusual. Stuff. They oh, do. God. Brinkley,
0: my sister's golden retriever, <laughs> loves them. And
1: they, no. the kids used to be like,
0: we've got no underpants, and they'd all be outside because the dog's <laughs> taken them all outside.
2: <laughs> 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 ah, that's brilliant.
1: It's so cute. Yeah, oh, gosh.
0: Funny. Dog
2: with a fetish.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, Swanee. I don't have one. Oh, come oh, on. I know. I'm. You I'm do. A bit, um, you know, what motivates him? The power? I know. The manipulation? Oh, the infamy. you got to, you, you know, know take I it all, all away. That... Psychological nut. Pun- I think he should be sent back in time to stay always with his father. Being illiterate, not going to school, stuck in nowheresville, stealing animals, <laughs> maybe getting a smack every now and then.
2: Oh, there's another one. Have you seen the minority <laughs> report?
0: Is that a movie? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. No, I haven't seen it, but I know that it is, yeah.
2: So what I'm thinking is what if there was actually secret footage of his 1974 murder and whilst he was at one of his um, media events where there's you know people everywhere and he's got cameras on him and everything, there is a TV screen that starts playing the footage of him murdering one of the prostitutes.
0: Or... We put a thing on his head that reads his thoughts and puts it onto a screen, so everyone can see that beyond his "I'm an intellectual uh, genius," I have a deviant need to kill women.
2: uh Oh, I think Carla's dog's found I the know he's, he's hurt.
1: You know he's the he's underwear. Up. He's aware. Like, what's Grundy's. Grundy's. Arthur, what's happening? Where are those knickers? I, I want to kill people with underwear. Oh, he is. He's gone. Oh, has gone crazy. Oh. <laughs> yeah okay well I was thinking so there's sort of two two sentences I'm going to give so one of them is going to obviously be for Johan and um based on the fact that I think that he's so into being a little bit sort of ahead of the game ahead of everybody else clever um conniving I don't know what you want to say but I think the thing that would break him the most was if he felt like he had Attain this sort of respectability and notoriety from people who were going to make him his life better, but also people who other people looked up to. Do you know what I mean? Even if you think they're wankers or whatever else, but you know, part of the establishment. So let's say he'd written his novel, he'd done whatever else, and there was there was a moment in time where he thought it was all falling into place. He was they were starting to believe what that he'd been reformed. And that they were, you know, that he was actually just a talented writer in his own sake. I'd just like to have that ripped out of him because somebody then says, "Actually, no, this guy is a threat to everybody. He's not reformed." Somehow they were able to ascertain that, and not only did he um, have to stay in jail, he had to do a full life sentence, and no one ever paid him any attention ever again. So it was just mm-hmm. the fact that he had it just within his grasp where he could have had this, Like he could see that, you know, he could have made a movie about his life. He was going to be respectable. He was going to be considered to be this reformed character who people found to be, you know, mysterious and interesting as opposed to just a murderer. Mm. And that means he doesn't get to do everything else and that he's just just left to rot in jail for the rest I of mean, his life. It has to be nude. And have his oh. sheets,
0: and, well, have his sheets and everything removed, and so no shoelaces, so he can't make anything to hang himself yep. with. Yep.
2: Asking for a friend, is it too far to wish one of those um, brain injuries on him where he can think normally, but he can't alliterate <laughs> things, so that he's got all the ideas of all the bestsellers that he could possibly write, but he's got and no just way trapped of getting in his them. Brain and
1: yeah, yeah, never, yeah. Well. I don't think it's even necessary. I, I can understand that, but I think it will be such a huge mental punishment for him to to have the ideas that he had, and you know, it obviously has a degree of intelligence, but just to be trapped there with no no outlet, no no forum, no one to listen to you.
2: So no just, hands,
1: just nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no and hands no, and no and tongue. No voice, and no oh voice. God. Yes.
0: So Sorry, what's that, act- mate? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we can't even dictate it. That's right. Yes.
2: What you oh say? God. What you say? <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: every time so, i think i'm taking it too far i just i'm cool you just step back uh, and the rest uh, of us uh, jump we'll in done, it, it's That's done right. for me hold my beer track <laughs> and the other the other people that and again i don't really have a name which is probably not such a bad thing but there must have been some people oh, within come on, Mr. The context of, of the um austrian police force or whatever you want to call them, their equivalent of the fbi yeah i'm onto them now. How could I punish them? You know, It would only take one or two of them to have done a little bit more to find something, right? And the fact that it was yeah. just a rampage, it wasn't like it was one and it was over here and it was there. Because as I understand it, and I could be wrong, Clarkie, if he had murdered seven people within the first year, those seven murders with all the same MO were in the public domain in terms of they had been discovered, the bodies, right? It wasn't like yeah. we discovered one several years later because that those couple of years happened quite quick. A lot happened in those couple of years. you are already off to America within
2: yeah, you know, yeah,
1: 18 months or something. So given the ferocity of them happening so quickly and everything all happening and, and then it, nobody able to go, oh, hang on, could we just just give me a moment? Just give me a moment. I'd just like to have a chat, this gentleman over here, and really go through what you know he's working on with respect to prostitution. Oh, I don't even really want to say this. It's a bit... It's a bit
2: uh, worse, really. Do it, do it, do it, do, do it. it. Maybe
1: it would be, you know, it might have heightened their sort of sense of response if someone in their own life had had something happen to them. Oh, so there that it is
0: psychological punch.
1: Shit, hey, punch. you are the
2: motivator, <laughs> like far out. You can get people to do things they just don't want to do.
0: I love the look on your face where you're like I feel so bad. I I feel so awful that I just said that, but that's what came into my mind. Right. It's true.
1: It's like, you know, if you're not gonna fucking wake up, Mm. I think you're asleep on the job. And what would what would what would make this a little bit more real closer to home, give you a sense of urgency, get people with the right you know, really looking at this. Maybe if someone yeah. a little bit closer to you had said something happened to them, you know, yeah, then would be yeah. like, or not a sex outrage. worker because the issue yes. here is that sex Correct. workers'
0: lives aren't important, you know. And Correct. The and outrage. These people are. Where was the
1: outrage? Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: I think it's that happens and time
1: and time again. Exactly. I think it does. that goes for case. a lot yeah. of
2: them. Like it. Yeah. Yeah, not even just the police. I would have thought the media would cotton on to yeah, that. Yeah, I don't. You know, well, just, I don't
1: know who I'm talking about, but I'm yeah. I am talking. I'm not talking about a policeman. I'm not talking about an investigator. You're right. I'm not talking about a news. Surely.
2: The other thing I wonder about is the Viennese Cafe Society, because yep. I do think that they had the wool pulled over their eyes, and I do think. They probably had ample opportunity for suspicion should they have wanted to see it. So I would like to sentence them to all of the ca- coffees that they would like to enjoy. Of course, all of them have to have milk in it, and the milk is always going to be off. <laughs> and you know they'll get lovely cakes with lots of luscious cream in them, also off, so that they they can't help themselves but indulge in their coffee and cakes and wonderful feel-good things about how they transformed somebody from a a killer into a literary genius but they can have their cake and they can eat it and it's (laughs) going to taste disgusting every single time
0: there you go Hmm. well played all right well clarky Another banger from you. Thank you very from the, much.
1: From the Vienna woods to the Hollywood
2: Hills. <laughs> <laughs> so right?
1: Exactly. It's not a natural one, is it? No, no, the, oh, okay.
2: no from the Vienna schnitzel to the Hollywood yeah. Hills.
0: All right. Well, Clarkie, thank you very much for a great topic today. Yeah, it was really interesting. And uh, heard a little bit more about Carla's dogs. Underpants fetish. Had we expected.
1: That's all right. Sorry. And Sorry, we Arthur. all know. I've just outed Arthur.
2: We That's all right. know the correct way to refer to dirty underwear. Soil. Soiled.
1: Soiled.
0: Thank you. Mm. What like, is yeah. soiled? I like crusty, but okay. All right, <laughs> Or pooey. <laughs> anyway, good job. Oh, and uh, as goodness. we say every week, miss you already. <laughs> already. Ciao. See you, ladies. Bye. Thanks for listening to Trial by Wine. You can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. Please rate, review and subscribe to Trial by Wine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com, trialbywine or visit our website www.trialbywine.com to donate to us. Your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences. We really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us. Our cover art is by John Christo and music is by Beauchamp from Pixabay.com.